0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. We have a special guest today in studio, a good friend of ours and a good friend of Liberty, visiting here in Lake Jackson, uh, Lou Rockwell. Lou, good to have you with Great us. Great to today. be with you, sir. It's an well, honor. Very good. Uh, you know, I, I hear that you have another book out, and it was just a <laughs> short time ago, right? And it's, uh, you know, it's available on uh, lourockwell.com. Uh, tell us about that book.
1: It's called Against the Left. And it's got an introduction by Hans Hermann Hoppe. Mm. And uh, in there, I talk about the ideas of Mises and Rothbard, uh, their cultural ideas. I mean, for example, both of them were very much in favor of traditional families, whereas the left, of course, hates the traditional family. Marx wanted to abolish it. And um, he's certainly not the only one. I talk about egalitarianism. The left, of course, wants everybody forcibly made equal. That's actually impossible. But because it is impossible, it gives them sort of a carte blanche for it to do whatever they want to right. do, and uh, uh, you know I talk about the fact that in human history, the left has been the most violent, the most evil, uh, far more so than the right. Uh, and just take the 20th century communism, uh, national socialism, uh, these, these, these organizations and these ideas were responsible for uh, the most deaths ever. maybe you know Genghis Khan or whatever I guess was pretty bad too but he wasn't either a rightist or a leftist in our terms Mm -hmm. but the left beginning say in the French Revolution uh, which was was extremely violent very bloodthirsty and uh, had a lot to do with spreading leftist ideas and uh, I think it's important to realize they are our enemy they're the most violent uh, the most nasty uh, bunch that we have to face and we see it right now with Antifa and uh, I think these, a lot of these Democratic political candidates are very pro-violence. Uh, they would, of course, claim they're not. But uh, as you pointed out, a guy like Bernie Sanders is a very violent guy. I mean, he's not, uh, he's not a peaceful guy. He's no Ron Paul. Some people try to compare the two of you, but he's, uh, he's no Ron Paul. So I think it's important to uh, understand why the left is our enemy. My last book was called Against the State. And, of course, the state is the ultimate enemy, but the left are the people who promote the state the most, and it's, it's, it's the most destructive uh, force in, in mm-hmm. human society.
0: Now, I understand the NewRuckwell.com uh, has been around a while, 20 years now, Tw- 20, 20 years 20 year yes, anniversary. Yeah. And that's when I see it as being more directed to political things and current events. Mm-hmm, yes. Where the Mrs. Institute, which is uh, 37 years old, mm-hmm. uh, in the early 80s you started that. You have uh, With your help. <laughs> well, a little bit, uh, but but uh, it, it was something I believed in and still mm-hmm. do because I believe that changing people's minds are important as you agree and you have done it. You've reached a lot of people. But, uh, you know, if I ask you how many people you have reached and talked to, I know you can't give the answer because you know have no idea. You could pick and choose. and Well, this many people went through. But we don't really know how many people get influenced. So I think that uh, the Mises Institute has played a significant role and will continue because uh, although we know that country's in dire trouble uh, and could get much worse, there's going to be a rebuilding and that's why people, the more people we can find that has, has an understanding and agreement with some of these ideas of liberty, the better chance that we and our families will have in, in surviving it in a meaningful way. You
1: know, as you pointed out, in, in when the Great Depression happened, there were relatively few people who understood what the heck was going on. Relatively few people who knew what to oppose uh, the, the evil of Roosevelt and so forth. Uh, but today, you know, thanks to you, Thanks to the Mises Institute, um, there are many, many more people. I, I think that if we if we count everybody on our uh, web page, we've reached millions, millions of people, not only in this country but all around the world—Latin America, Europe, Eastern Europe, um, Asia. So uh, I think we'll have a, we have a much better chance. Many more people understand the free market. They understand the the uh, evil of the government. So uh, when this crash happens, and I, I'm afraid. I think as you do that it's going to happen, we have a better chance.
0: It it was said back during the Depression and as the stock market crashed and all, um, Roosevelt ran on a very conservative platform, (laughs) (laughs) balance the budget, the gold standard, and and, uh, (laughs) all these things.
1: Yeah, going to cut the number of bureaucrats. And he
0: he knew what he was doing because the people superficially still identified with that and had to do it. But others, and I think you have pointed out, the universities – were full of lefties already. So yeah. the ideological fight was being fought in a silent way and Roosevelt was influenced and others uh, were and, and actually that's where policy came from. But uh, hopefully... Uh, we're seeing the reverse of that, but it has to be modified a little bit because we can't sit back and say, oh, yes, the universities are producing sound economic <laughs> thinkers, but fortunately, we have access to people through the Internet. That's right. And uh, so, therefore, uh, a lot of people can be exposed, and they're sort of anonymous. Uh, you know, we don't know where they are. But uh, one question I want to ask you about this, uh, you might have a feel for it, is uh you, you know, basically libertarians. I uh, don't like the state and the state universities, and they have all these problems and going on. Mm-hmm. But we have some who are good libertarians that have actually, you know, gotten involved in a government mm-hmm. <laughs> school. Is that just a couple people, or are there more people uh, involved there than we we realize? And uh would that necessarily be anything bad? It seems to me like uh if they're able to survive it, maybe they can influence somebody sure. even in a government school
1: well, I think that's right, and I think there are many of them in, uh, in public schools and uh in, in junior colleges and four year colleges universities uh, there are a lot so that's you know, that's a, that's a good thing and why leave that to just to the communists why why shouldn't <laughs> our people be involved yeah, yeah so that they yeah, they but you know, on the other hand, there are a lot of colleges and universities that are just entirely left wing and they will punish anybody with our ideas they don't they 're not just satisfied to mm-hmm. to shut you up and give you a bad grade, but they would do uh, do other things to to students
0: so you you already mentioned the subject of how antifa and the left are very violent. And uh, right now, there's a big contest. Uh, some people are still trying to decide who won the last election. You know, <laughs> did, did Trump really win? Well, for some people, like Hillary, you no, know, he didn't win. And we have to, you know, put the rightful, you know, president in place again. But uh, if... Uh, if conditions get worse, and let's say things really go bad for, for Trump, and uh, it's equivalent to an impeachment or a coup mm-hmm. and this type of thing, which nobody knows exactly what would happen, but it, that is a little bit frightening because I think the left are capable of uh, committing a lot more violence. And Most people say, well, it's always those right-wingers that cause the violence, but statistically it's not there. You know the left is quite capable because they endorse the principle of authoritarianism, you know, in all functions that they do. Whether it's redistribution of wealth, everything they do is with guns. Mm-hmm. See, th- those and they the want g- to
1: take our guns too. Of course, they,
0: that's, those are the guns we need to regulate. <laughs> they, the bureaucrats shouldn't <laughs> exist, and they shouldn't yeah. exist with the guns. Mm-hmm. But we have we have hundreds of thousands of bureaucrats, and of course. Uh, if If you add up some of the guns in the military and uh some of the uh, uh, police departments that get a little bit more violent than they should be you 're talking about a lot of gun power against them and and uh, and, and that the left sees the, those as individuals i mean allies and uh and and they use them of course you know here let 's take Hillary for example i mean uh Think of what she did in Libya and Syria, and, and the consequence still going on. it, it, uh, it. She was a, laughing
1: about it too. That,
0: that was yeah, that's, she, that's, that's criminal. She's
1: like a you know, like a witch or a devil or something.
0: Yeah, but um, do you think there's much chance? This is what I worry about, and I want you to say not possible of the whole thing really get, getting violent on the streets because I think. I think if it looks like they really, really uh, did something equivalent to a coup, uh, Trump's supporters aren't going to go away softly.
1: Well, you, you know, you, you pointed out when you were still in Congress that a lot of government agencies that might surprise people were being armed to the teeth with weapons. The Social Security Administration, for example, and millions of bullets and tens of thousands of, of rifles. So why, why is that? I mean, they're... Nobody's going to attack the Social Security Administration, but, of course, they could very well attack us. So I think um, this is, you know, it's something to be very concerned about. There could actually be a civil war. We, we hope not, but... Um
0: you know, I still go to conferences and talk about gold as uh, as a haven when things come mm-hmm. apart. I I look carefully at uh, the whole concept of uh, of uh, cr- currencies, the crypto uh, technology as a possibility of helping people survive. And I a lot of people are in the survival mode. A lot of people leave the country. I was never tempted to do that, but uh, they. Um, uh, the, they there are attempts to provide but when i talk to them i usually conclude by saying you know i think you should do it and think about it and what's best for you and some people leave the country whatever whatever you think is is best for you but the the the, uh, the big question is uh why um, why would you uh, n- or how are you going to be able to defend oneself if if that happens because uh I get down to the bottom line. For me, gets back to what we do, what you do, and more and more people are doing. That ultimately, you know, you can have a gun, you can have your gold, you can have a piece of land, you can have a thing. But what did that mean to the thugs that take over? I mean, uh, what if Warren takes over? Mm-hmm. I mean, property. Uh, the only property is be important for some of those people. Is the property they have, <laughs> and and how, how they're going to control. But it seems to me like. I believe in human nature well enough that if they have the, have liberty and they're put responsibility on themselves, that will do quite well. That's right. You know, but without it, it's just going to get worse and the antagonisms will will get worse. But uh, I think that uh, there's been so many examples, and you know, in our early history it was basic like this: it was opportunity and a work ethic and mm-hmm. a lot of other things, but. Unfortunately, that's where the real challenge is, and that's where you have spent a lot of time trying to educate people To understanding, you know, and I think Murray was good at it, narrowing things down to property, you know, even whether it's the First Amendment or not. You can defend Mm -hmm. the First Amendment with property, Mm -hmm. you know, because uh, people get very confused about that. So I think that type of education is important because the demagogues are out there. Ninety nine percent of the ordinary media support all that mess and they're part of it. And the deep state is, uh, although they say the deep state is is uh, becoming more apparent and we're understanding it. No, they just deep. They just have a deeper state, <laughs> the buried state. But there's always there are people there, at least trying to pull strings. But I believe ideas are very very powerful and they can be counteracted. And if they're based in challenges um, in a nonviolent manner. Uh, I think it's a powerful weapon. And I still am convinced that most people don't like war, Uh, you know, and I think peace candidates generally Mm -hmm. uh, do pretty well. And uh, that – Uh, I my my analogy is is how how many times did it happen where the young people of the United States the 18 to 24 year olds got together and they have their organization they say you know things have been pretty quiet here for a couple decades we've never had a chance to go to war and they call up some people in Iran (laughs) they say how often have you guys had a fight. Oh well, we have a we have a club here. Uh, they're eighteen to twenty-four, and they'd like to have a war too. So the young people communicate, and they say, "Well, let's fight over religion or something. We'll we'll fight over something." Never. Obviously, it's a ridiculous thing to, to say. It always comes from top down and the victims and the ones who now, the, one of the worst group of people are the chicken hawks. And I ran into a lot of those in Washington, you know, who got five deferments and did they become peace loving people which we would be very happy to join us? No, what they do is uh, is they um, they send somebody else's kids off to war. That's That's the kind of thing that people should respond to the immorality of a system like that.
1: Well, it's true, and it's, um, uh, it's why, of course, you've spent so much time teaching Austrian economics. Mises, the Mises Institute has, too. And it's, that's one of the aspects of Austrian economics, uh, teaches you that social cooperation is the greatest thing that comes out of the free market, that people co- are able to, have, to help each other, uh, to profit uh, by helping each other, and it's a, it's a tremendous, it's a tremendous thing. Whereas, you know, Franklin Roosevelt, we were talking about a little bit before, uh, brought a horrible socialist fascist system in. And I think it was no coincidence that when uh, uh, Keynes published his general theory in German, uh, that he praised Hitler uh, for putting his own theories, for putting Keynes's theories into practice. <laughs> so that, uh, that those are the kinds of people that we face. They're the enemies that we face but we 've got the truth on our side, so that 's uh, in, yeah. in, the, in the end the far more valuable thing
0: I think your point of cooperation that 's what solves so many problems and and, and to me, uh, the problems aren 't that difficult if you 're uh, responsible for figuring out an answer rather than saying i 'm entitled to somebody taking care of me, but that also brings up the term that a lot of people use, and I like, and that 's voluntarism. Mm-hmm. Everything should be voluntary i mean. What a peaceful world it would be <laughs> if, if nobody can do anything to anybody else. They can't take their property. Hang on. It has to be uh, voluntary. And uh, a lot of problems would be solved. We will need to close now, Lou, but just while, t- tell, tell the audience one more time about your book and where to go to, to buy your new book.
1: It's called Against the Left. And you can go to, uh, uh, I hope not before too much longer it will be on Amazon. But right now you can go to lourockwell.com and look at the store and... Uh, It's available right there.
0: Very good. Lou, it's been great having you on this program. It's great having our audience with us. And please come back to the Liberty Report soon.